0: Welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. Join Chris and Drew, two self-proclaimed booze pundits with a lifetime of industry experience as they walk you through the alcohol business and how today's headlines affect the industry. Each week, you guys will be joined by a special guest that will help them break down these stories and offer their own expertise to the podcast. So, pour yourself a glass of your favorite drink and sit back. This is the Good Bottle Podcast.
1: Hello, 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 hello. I am your host, Chris and Claire. And my voice is back, which means... You missed out last week, but oh boy, are you going to get it this week! Welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. How are you doing, Drew? What's up, buddy? How are you doing this week?
2: You know, I think after last week we had we had such a like an even killed episode. It was it was really fun. We didn't have like all of your stammering, all of your random outbursts, and all those things. It was until we got to the very end, which if people haven't listened to that episode yet. I'll be honest with you just you can you can get some really great really great information out of our guest Luis but like if you just want to laugh a lot get to the very end do like the last 15 seconds and listen to Chris try to talk with no voice (laughs) it was absolutely hysterical and I got better we we were able to cause him a little bit of pain and that's all I'm really here for I just want to torture this man as much as I possibly can because you know he torches yeah. everybody else all the rest of the time. So,
1: wow. wow. I
2: know. I know. Just brutal. Brutal brutal honesty, but it's not about that. It's not about burying you any any further than you've already buried yourself your entire life. It is about oh our guest. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, just just going to continue to to get to dig. Um so, you know, I think that I think the one of my favorite things that really emerged over the last couple of years was just how many relationships we all got to start digitally and virtually and how you're just kind of, you know, you, you find you like, you find your tribe a lot easier now than I think it probably would have been 15, 20 years ago. Right. I mean, for all the faults that and, and terrible things that social media has brought to our lives. One of the nice things is it's actually brought like really cool people, into our lives and really cool exposure to different to different things that we're into and tonight's guests are a perfect example of that um, I don't even know how I came across them but it was probably just like like oh these these ladies are doing this tequila show and they do a live show every Tuesday night. like let's check it out and it was just really enjoying all their content and there was like friends of mine that were going on their shows and I just was like I was like man, they're having like way more fun than we're having on the good bottle podcast. Like I need to, I need to switch it up a little bit. And then I was somehow able to weasel my way onto their show for one time. And, and I got to tell you, the tequila ladies bump is real. You go on to that little, you know, that, or that conversation. And it's just kind of like, and then you get all these followers after. So it's really, it's really awesome. Yeah, so, just look what happened to Gian. Gian. Oh blew yeah. Up. Yeah. Gion blew up. I mean, it oh, was, Oh, you
3: guys you know, know Gian.
2: We do know Gian and uh, that I mean, voice that well you just heard. I mean, how well do you shared.
3: know
1: anybody,
2: really? <laughs> so so our guests tonight are the host of the Tequila Ladies. It's Marissa. It's Heidi. Ladies, welcome. Thank you guys both so much for joining us on the Good Bottle Podcast.
3: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for having us. You know, it's a little weird because you did that whole intro and there were at least five to eight different that's what she said moments that I was just sitting on <laughs> trying not to interrupt you guys. You know, between the, oh, he sticks his foot here and he does that. And, you know, <laughs> it's getting brutal. I know. Which is the flavor of our show. Yeah. Yeah. So, but well, thank that you for was, us. <laughs>
2: And that was when I knew that I was going to get along with you because that's definitely one of my favorite things to throw out to my wife is like, that's what she said. And it just, you know, cripples her every time. So, <laughs> I know that when I was watching, you know, one of one of the lives that you guys had done and then you dropped that, I just was like, I was like oh my God, these are definitely my people. Like, this is this is the kind of humor, um, that I'm into. So, so why don't we, why don't we back it up to kind of like the inception of, of the show. And, and, you know, this is the first time that we've had two guests on in a while. So I'm going to have, I'm going to, I'll be kind of like the point guard here and I'll throw it to each one of you. So that way you're not talking over each other and stuff. And then of course you guys talk a lot, so you know how to interact, but, um, oh, it's going to so, be so different. I know.
0: Well, we yeah, You're on the other side, right?
2: You're on the other side. You just got to sit here and you gotta, you gotta take all the shots.
0: That's what she said. There, so, we there go. is a moment, though. Honestly, I can tell now we've been doing this for we're going to have our 75th episode very soon. And mm-hmm. Heidi and I actually I feel like we know when the other person wants to speak Um, to the point where sometimes I'll just say, Heidi, I know you want to say something and vice versa. But, uh, yeah. yeah, let's let's throw it to each person if that's how you prefer.
2: Well, no, and I mean, again, like that's going to happen naturally as well. So, but just like to start off like the question and then you guys just go, right? Um, Okay. So you just mentioned it, 75 episodes on, on the way, like we're, we're almost there. Uh, How did it start? Why did you feel like you're like, like the world needs this. They need the tequila ladies every Tuesday night. What was the, so Marissa, starting with you, how did that come about?
0: So it's kind of a crazy origin story. I'll give you the slightly uh, abridged version, but Um, During pandemic, a bunch of people all came together into this group called the Gabe Squad, which was just a group of tequila nerds. Um, We would chat about tequila all the time. And we noticed that a bunch of the guys were doing these tequila clubhouse events and things like that. And it was very bro-y, which is great. Um, But we kind of wanted to do a thing that was more, you know, female focused. And so initially there were four of us who thought about doing it and then it whittled down to three and now it's two. But the first day that we did a show, um, it wasn't even a show. We were like, let's just do an Instagram live. And earlier in the day, I had actually read a Forbes article out of Forbes, Mexico, of the top women of tequila. And it was a short article because there's very few women in tequila. But I happened to go on Instagram and follow all the ones I could find, which was like three. Um, And when I followed one of them in particular, Ileana Partida, she followed me back, which I just I lost my mind. So that night we go and we did a live and there were three of us and we did this live. And as Instagram does, it prioritizes whomever most recently followed you in your own ribbon. So Ileana was an audience member. I saw she jumped on and was watching us. And I was like, Holy shit. 10 minutes ago, I was like excited. She was following me. Now she's seeing my face watching our show or I guess our live, our Instagram live. And then I don't know, maybe the tequila got to us. I told her, Hey, can you come on? And she was like, no, 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 I'm not pretty. No, I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. I was like, Oh my God, please come on. She jumped on the show. And now within the span of a day, I've gone from reading about this woman to now speaking to her face to face. And it just showed us pretty quickly the power that this could have. And we then started this relationship where we were talking, we were DMing, I was sliding into her DMs, but more than that, like fast forward, um, you know, a few months and I went down to her distillery and met her and ran a 10K charity race for her charity and all of that. So these relationships all happened because of this concept that was so nascent at the time. When we hung up that night, we jumped back on the phone together and said, okay, we have to do this. This is incredible. We have to do this. Um, we debated on timing. Was it going to be once a month, like the guys randomly, like some of the other guys were doing. And we ultimately settled on every week because if you don't do something regularly, people don't know when to expect it.
3: And Marissa, so because that was, that was, all you. Cause I remember <laughs> it was, I didn't mean to interrupt, but, and then finish, but no, it, that's this was like just a one-time thing. Cause one of the people had never done a live and just was like, Hey, will you guys do this live with me? And everything Marissa said, she had just met um, Ileana on Instagram. She got super excited. She didn't e- express how excited she, I mean, she was excited like, oh my God, oh my God, Ileana Partida, you know, is watching our show. And she asked her to be on it. When it was all said and done, we were all talking after the show, the three of us that that did the show. And it was like, I feel we, we really have this chemistry. I remember saying that. And then we agreed, yeah, let's keep doing this. And personally, I was thinking once a month. And then Marissa said, once a week. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like a lot of people to contact. But anyways, take it from there, Marissa.
0: No, exactly. That's exactly right. And I, I did lose my shit. Okay, I fanned around <laughs> pretty hard. It's fine. But we did do, um, we, did, we argued a bit and I kept begging people, can we do it monthly? And so because there were three of us at the time, oh, sorry, Mm -hmm. weekly. Mm -hmm. And because there were three of us at the time, I said, okay, why don't each of us take the lead one week of the month? And then on the final week of the month, all three of us will take the lead. So really you're only committing to two weeks out of a month. In accounting speak, there's 4.33 weeks in every month. Sorry, I'm a finance nerd at heart. (laughs) Um, And so everyone's like, all right, fine. I can sign on to that. But what ended up happening was Instead of just having like the person whose week it was running the show, pun intended, we all started joining every show, and we realized pretty quickly like this you know once a once um, a weekly sorry weekly format where each person was um, supposed to host it ended up being just every mo- every week everyone joined it instead of like monthly, and that's kind of the genesis. Heidi, what did I miss? I probably missed something.
3: No, that that was it, and like we all agreed, oh, we had like the week set up like. This is the week I book a guest. This is the week Marissa books a guest and and so on. And then we would do one freestyle a month. And it just got to be to where there were so many people that wanted to be guests on the show that we we don't do freestyles once a month anymore. Usually they happen if somebody has something come up and they have to reschedule, like tomorrow. Um, hmm. But it just it just grew and grew. And a lot of relationships have come out of it. I know that's what she. Said. I know. I'm sorry. That's what she. I'm right. sorry. But, but yeah. But honestly, a, like yeah, there's a lot of relationships and a lot of opportunities and invitations. You know, to when we do go to Jalisco, Marissa's already been. I haven't been. But there's a lot of people that have been very um, gracious and offered to like host and take care of us while we're there. So good things have come of it, definitely. And I always exaggerate a tiny bit. So like
0: we're we're. Um, booking into July right now. And I always exaggerate and say August because I feel like it drums <laughs> up, like, you know, drums up um, guests and followers and it, it sort of creates a scarcity effect. And then people contact us, oh, I want to get on the show. But I'm actually not kidding when I say we are booking into July right now. We're sitting here in March. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty amazing trajectory. Um, and we've only ever, since starting this show, we really only have ever missed two episodes. Um, I think one was Valentine's Day. Mm hmm. We just did a poll of our audience, and at a certain point, we were kind of like, we just want to enjoy our Valentine's Day, um, and then the other one was like Memorial Day or something. I think mm-hmm. yeah, I don't
3: even remember, but yeah, not very many. It
0: couldn't have. It couldn't have been Memorial because that's like a Monday. We always do it Tuesdays, but either way, like there, we've missed two in the span of like a year and a half, which is insane. So mm-hmm. pretty incredible.
2: No, I think that's. All, I mean, you know, when I was lucky enough to be on, I think it was like a two month two or two and a half month wait right and i just was like i was just like fuck yeah that's that's awesome i mean and again like you guys do such a good job of you know really making people feel comfortable you know like this is this is obviously something that you know both both of us have been doing for a long time right so there is a there's a comfortability that we both have with like being on camera and kind of putting yourself out there but when you bring guests on that's a completely different animal, right? And you have to find a way to kind of make them feel comfortable as possible. And, and I know, and this is the same situation for the both of us, like sometimes you're bringing people on that you've never had a conversation with before, and you really don't know how it's going to go. And I think one of the, one of the things that you guys do that is so great and it's such a great icebreaker is you do like awkward face photo moment for, a certain amount of time. And I know you skip a number. Which it's escaping me right now. Six. But Six. Yeah. So you, so you, you do the thing where everyone just kind of freeze frames. Cause it's like, Hey, we want to just make sure we get all these awkward photos out of the way for promotion and things like that. How did that come up? I mean, and then why do you skip a number?
0: So we call it smile like an asshole. Um, and <laughs> Marissa, we that. Marissa
3: before. came up with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, cause if you're smiling for 10 seconds straight, you kind of look like an asshole. Right. But you know, we, we got a bunch of guests to your point on who Heidi does the booking now. In the past, we kind of would all book and all do things, but Heidi more or less does all the booking and she does an unbelievable job because talking to her is like a hug. You Aww. can't say no to Heidi. That's what she said. She's amazing. <laughs> like, and so if Heidi asks you to, to join a show. You're going to join the show. But um, what we realized pretty quickly was, to your point, sometimes people are a little awkward. Sometimes they have awkward talking faces. Sometimes they have awkward just sitting faces, resting bitch faces, all of it. And so when we would try to like cut the show at the end and grab a picture of everyone for the promo, it was nearly impossible to get three, let alone sometimes four people smiling at the same time. So we sometimes would say, hey, everyone just smile for a few seconds together. And that never worked. So instead, we started a countdown. I speak English, sometimes pretty well. But my Spanish takes some work. Heidi is pretty incredible at Spanish. We've had some guests who mostly speak Spanish. So I tried to one time speak and count up to 10 in Spanish. I skipped the number six. And <laughs> on, that's all we do. We skip the number six. The second I did that, the comments lit up because we get live comments. They lit up. Right. Like, you skip six. Like, yes. I OK, now I know. I didn't know. So now I always skip six because jokes on you guys. So,
3: <laughs> and Marissa, um, you just like she brings so much spice and sass to the show, and like she's not afraid to like throw f bombs and you know say say what she thinks. And it's just it's very refreshing. We're like we get along well, but we're different, you know, and mm-hmm. in a good way. Like it's it's a good partnership, I think. And Marissa also does an incredible job at doing all the promo. So she's the one that does the promos, um, every day when we're going to have the show and post those. And then she, she pretty much like has kept up the whole grid on our page and she does all the little one minute segments, you know, the week after. Um, so she does, she's just really, really great at that too. So while we're just like (laughs)
0: fangirling over each other, thank you, (laughs) Heidi. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me, like, you know, obviously people don't, they're not used to people getting along and looking out for each other. And the one thing that the question I always get is like, why, why the two of you, why the two of you, why the two of you? And my answer is always the same. It's for some reason, we're not competing with each other. Mm -hmm. It's very rare to find someone who actually genuinely cares about your well-being and vice versa. And Heidi's never competing with me. I'm never competing with her. Um, and there's a lot of people who will check other people's follower counts and things like that. And they get all mad if someone gains a follower. We're not like that with each other. And, you know, I think now at this point, we know each other so well. Like I was talking to Heidi this morning and she said, hey, last week you weren't feeling well, were you? And I was like, how'd you know? And she said, well, I could just tell, I could tell you, you got sick that night, didn't you? I said, yeah, I woke up with a cold the next morning. She's like, yeah, I could tell. So we've got this point now where we're just so tight and we know each other so well um, that I think that that also helps our guests feel comfortable as well.
3: Right, right. And speaking of guests, like you said, sometimes we could just tell a guest is going to be so fun. Sometimes we do think that, and then it's not fun. And then sometimes the ones that we think, what in the hell are we going to talk about, end up being like the best guest ever. So you never, you really never know.
2: Right. Don't yeah, judge we a feel, book by its cover. <laughs> we feel the same way. There's been a couple times where you know, you almost want to like pull the parachute and be like, like, you know what? Uh, I'm sick. We can't do this right now. You know, because like, you know, during those, during those pre-talks, which you, you, know, you guys participated in today, you're kind of like, you're like, wow, they're really not giving me anything right now. Like this is, this is, this is kind of shitty, but, but no, you guys do do a really good job of, he said, of, of making people. I did say that <laughs> of making people feel welcome and, and asking fun questions. Cause you know, and, and again, like I'm, I I like the fact that I'll be going through my Instagram. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Tuesday night. And you just kind of catch, you know, catch like, you know, a, a few minutes of it. I'll sit there and watch until, you know, my daughter starts yelling at me about something. And, um you know, and there's just always like this fun, almost chaotic energy about the whole thing, you know. And then there's always, you know, people that are like, oh, now that person's on. That person's on. It's like, I know them. I know them. And it's just really cool to see you know, kind of like people that I care about make it onto the show, you know, obviously the most recent example being Gian, um who both Chris and I have a tremendous amount of love for. And, uh and he was, we were talking about it after and he just was just like, man, that was so much fun. I was like, Hey buddy, don't go cheating on us now. Like, you know, you're a two-time guest on our show. So, you know, we were, we had you on before everybody wrote articles about California Agave. So let's, Let's pump the brakes a little bit. But um, but no, I, I, I do love it. And and again, I think everyone who listens to this is gonna start putting that onto the to the weekly watch. I know one thing that you guys had talked about when I was previously on was like trying to find a way to preserve these interviews and stuff like that. Because one of the things that's kind of crappy about the Instagram Live is you can pull a lot of things, but they don't always necessarily continue to exist. Is that has that changed? Or is there a place where people can be like oh, I really want to go listen to that conversation because I really like that tequila or something like that.
0: So Heidi talked about the grid. We um, post in every week, we post the promo for the show, mm-hmm. then the show itself, which is the really long thing. That's what you said, about a, a, an hour long. Mm-hmm. And then a clip from the show. So like a mm-hmm. you know, 60, 90 second clip from the show. And so if you're short on time and you just want to see like something funny that happened, go to the clip. And it's always in that order. So it's the promo, the show itself, a clip. Promo, show itself, a clip. Um, so if you want to see the whole show, you know, click on the show itself. If you want to see, obviously, just like a 90 second clip or something like that, obviously hit the clip. Um, there were issues with that, like uh, with that initially, but I think that they've now sort of resolved. We've only ever really lost one episode. And I was dropping some heavy F bombs and suddenly it just all cut out. And we were kind of like, is that correlated? Is it not? And we just started <laughs> the live again. But <laughs> a technical struggle for us and we're actually debating replatforming so that's a an ongoing conversation that we're having yeah
2: yeah we we certainly understand that i mean because there is like but like one of the things that doesn't get preserved is the comments right no i wish
3: they would yeah because that was
2: the thing that as like we were as we were going through i mean because you have a lot of engagement and it's and it's like really awesome, but then, you know, you're also doing the thing like, oh, wait, what did that person just say? Because like, you know, the comments are, are coming, are flying in and you'd love to address them as they come in, but it's, it's kind of hard because again, that scrolling thing and, yeah and you, you, and I know for like myself the whole time, I was like, I don't want to turn it off. You know, like I'm trying not to like delete this, you know, right. turn, turn the thing off. So, so there's that, what are some of the, you know, or we'll, we'll sidebar that one. Cause that's not necessarily really that extreme, but moving forward. Um, where do you I mean where are you guys finding the motivation now because you know before it was kind of like hey we have like these cool things that we want to talk about and I have all these guests and stuff like that but this does you know become time consuming and this is something that you guys take very seriously like what do you find as your motivating factors now And and Heidi I'll start with you it's like What makes you kind of like, yes, every week or, you know, as much as I can, like I'm showing up to this at this point.
3: I think it's just like knowing that people are listening, the followers, getting feedback from them, getting, getting DMs from them. Hey, we really love the show tonight. And that like that motivates me just like feeling like, wow, because it takes a while. You know, you have to do something over and over before it actually sticks. So I feel like it's sticking now. and. And people are listening and and we're having some pretty deep conversations on the show and touching on some touchy subjects, you know, like the additives or like, you know, when we had Gion on the show, there's people that are like, oh, you know, they shouldn't be making agave spirits in anywhere except Mexico, you know, things like that. And I just feel like those are, are topics that need to be discussed, you know, or celebrity tequilas. Um, same thing. So just bringing awareness to people and knowing that we're making a difference that keeps me motivated. So for me, like when I'm on Instagram and I see somebody talking about a brand that I've never heard of before, or I see a brand's post, I immediately go check them out. I go to Tequila Matchmaker. I see what all the production methods are. And if I think like it's someone that would be a good guest on the show, then I reach out.
0: Is that how you do it? Because I have discovered so many brands through you, like Gian, for instance. Mm -hmm. I I mean, every week, like I go check our schedule. We have a schedule that we keep. And Heidi books these incredible brands that I've never heard of. They come on. I'm like obsessed
3: with them. So that's what
0: you're doing. You're like prospecting constantly.
3: Yeah. (laughs) We're doing
2: discovery right now. And (laughs)
3: sometimes the first thing I do is I just like reach out to their Instagram account messenger. And it's usually not the actual person. But sometimes it is like the master distiller or the brand owner or, and I don't even realize who I'm talking to. I'll have like this thread of conversation and then say, by the way, what's your name? And then I'm like, oh, you're the owner, you know? So so, yeah, sometimes just not knowing any better is good for me. Because if I do know, then I get in my head a little too much. So it's better not to know. You know what the weirdest thing is too, though? Like
0: we are on camera all the time, like all the time. And so every week people see us, but we don't always, we rarely see our followers. And so we go to events like LA Tequila Fest and things like that. And people will come up and be like, oh my God, can I have a picture with you? Oh my God, techie ladies. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea who they are. And they'll say something like, oh man, when we were talking about this and we were DMing and I'm like, I don't, like, don't want to be a jerk, but I'm like, <laughs> oh, what's your handle? What's this? And then you, you recognize people from their handles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like such a weird thing to, to be doing this every week. But I find that motivating. And I also find um, just seeing Heidi's wonderful face
3: every week the most wonderful thing on earth. It's mutual. The feelings mutual.
2: <laughs> that's that's awesome. I think that we've been talking about that over the last couple of weeks too. Is just how we've had some like really random run ins, you know, where people are like, "I recognize your voice," because you know, for us, and thank God for this, it's like people don't see our faces all the time. Um, you know, we can't get away with it like you guys can. Uh so you know, like we get we get the voice thing where you know literally sitting at a bar and then someone next to you goes like, Are you from the Good Bottle podcast? It's like, what is that all about? Like that is super weird. Um, but I remember when you guys did go down to LA Tequila Fest, which by the way, I still want one of those t-shirts that you guys came up with. I know everybody was harassing you for them, but the t-shirts that they had made uh are so dope. And I believe was it was it Agave Van Gogh that did it?
0: It was you? a gave Van Gogh. You want to talk about a dope yeah. follow? That is a dope oh, follow. Yeah,
2: that is. Yeah, we I and we're gonna eventually have him on as well. He did my logo for for my new uh consulting, and it's just like the dopest thing. And like it was really funny because I gave him like, hey, I want this, this, and this. And then he gave this really long description, which I just was like, I was like, wow, that's that's a lot more thought process that went into that than I was expecting. Um, but then the the final thing was was really great. But your guys' logo is absolutely Dope, and you definitely need to roll out more merch because I'm sick and tired of not being able to rock it. Like, it's getting really frustrating. So, I
0: actually looked into it and then I like ADD'd out and like didn't do it. I told Heidi, I think I told Heidi on like a Saturday, I was like, the, sh- the store is going to be up by Tuesday. And then I just like went on with my life. Um, so, I'm going to do it. I have all the files and the formats I need to do them. But someone had said to me, I think it actually was Agave Van Gogh, he had said to me, don't do it right now because the, the storefront he was using was having money issues based on SVB. And so it wasn't actually printing stuff. And he's like, wait now, wait, you can't do it. So I want to make sure that that company's out of the woods before we take people's money, obviously. Um, So when there is a store up, rest assured that the store is on the up and up. It will be a
2: good one. No, I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I, and I know when our when our listeners start following you guys, they'll see all just like the cool stuff. And if you're a Grand Theft Auto fan, you're gonna definitely want you know <laughs> this this stuff. Um, so you know the other thing, like in all these conversations that you get to have, like, and I and I think we're very similar in this sense, where there's this portion where where we do really fangirl out. Um, you know, uh, like Heidi, like I think our our the way that we're reaching out to people and trying to find like, oh, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. Or even, you know, the initial liquid curves. I mean, that's mostly how I book people is that <laughs> I just drink a lot. And then I'm like, I'm going to go ask this person now, because if they say no, fucking who cares? Right. Um, but uh, is there like a portion or is there something that you kind of live for in your, in your interview? Like, for, so like for me now, I love when people are like, oh, that's a great question. Or we get to the end and they're like, wow, that was a lot of fun. You know, that was different. Is there, is there anything that you kind of like, Okay, if I can just get this person to say that or have this experience, like that, just goes right into the veins, and that's going to get me going for another week. Is there anything like that for either one of you?
0: Um, I mean, for for me, Heidi, go
3: ahead. No, see, let's see
2: what happens. You guys told me I didn't have to do it, and one time I don't prompt you. You know, no,
3: I was just going to say, like, you—you mean so you're asking like something that gets us excited during the show that we live for.
2: Totally. Okay. Yeah. Like that, just like whatever, it could be a weird thing that you're just like, oh yeah, like I popped them. Like I got them excited about this or that, you know?
3: For Yeah. For me, it's just like when I, when I see that the guest is like, they're on, like mm-hmm. we touch on a subject where they're on and they just go, you know, almost to the point to where we have to interrupt to like change the topic a little bit. But I love that. And I always, and you can tell like when they're into what they're talking about, I'll look at the followers and the count like starts going up, you know, same thing happens when Marissa throws F-bombs, the count's like, they go up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. People love
3: it. They love a potty mouth, so. (laughs) They
0: do. Um, So there are two things I listen for and that I really, I'm always enjoying, um, Obviously I'm cutting the clips at the end of the week uh, into anticipation of the following week. Heidi, I'm sorry. I told you I'd do them on Mondays. I'm sorry I'm overdue. I'll That's okay. Tomorrow morning, But anyway, I'm listening for two things. One, um, when I think that there's going to be a good sound bite at this point, like when people start saying something, you hear it and you go, Oh, this is going to be good. And then I try to look at the timestamp and remember it so that I can go back to it the following week. I never remember it. But I remember thematically like, oh, this person ripped on this industry or this person called out the CRT or this person, you know, talked about money. And like those are the topics that boom, 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 we can we can cut for good clips. And then the second thing that I really listen for um, is that's what she said moments. Obviously, we're talking about some heavy stuff. It's alcohol at the end of the day. So it's you know, it's a more reverent thing. But one of the things that we try to do is keep it like keep it like irreverent so that our guests do the same. We've had many guests say, oh, I don't know if I should be saying this, but, and then at the end they go, wow, like I felt so comfortable. I forgot the camera was on and that's what we're going for. We're having a conversation. Yeah. There's a camera, but maybe you'll forget it's there. Hey, mm-hmm. drink some tequila. Have a good
3: time. I think yeah, one of like- our most like politically correct guests, as far as like industry wise was the girl we had on from the CRT. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I would ask a lot of questions and she just had, she was like a politician man. When she answered those questions, she wasn't going to say anything wrong.
2: Well, <laughs> in both of you, both of you are certified through the CRT. And I know I am Chris, have you gotten the CRT cert- certification as well? Okay. So I remember going through that as well, which, you know, Chris, you could probably pass it without listening to anything they said, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm a genius. That being, that's why. Yeah, you are a genius. With that being said, there was a time where you kind of get to the end where you were trying to ask questions and I could not believe like what a stone wall the woman was who we had like, you know, as like the kind of instructor, not really. It was just like, it's like, man, yeah, like for all the corruption throughout that entire organization, this is the one part that is just foolproof. Good for you guys.
3: I
0: mean, you woman know? she, <laughs> she did her job well, but We couldn't. I tried to break her down. I tried to break her down in every way I had. I threw everything at her. I threw Mandarin at her because she said that she was like the CRT rep for like China or something. And I was like, Oh, I was trying everything and nothing stuck. I was like, I that was one of the harder ones. That's what she said. That was one of the more difficult ones for us. And that was early for us too. That was like one of our first few months. I think it was. Yeah. Okay.
2: So so, so speaking of guests uh again you know you've you've done 75 episodes you've probably had 50 plus guests i would i would i would assume at this point um hi to you first and i know you're gonna burn some bridges here but favorite guest who was it
3: oh my gosh that's really a tough one
2: i know like i said you gotta burn some bridges so
3: i would have to say um Oh, there's so many. That's so hard. Okay. I'm not going to burn any bridges, but my favorite one, just because of the discussion that we had was um, Caballito Cerrero, because we had some great conversation about the CRT and why they weren't part of it. And he just didn't really care because, you know, their brand isn't registered. They're an agave spirit, not a tequila, not a mezcal. And, and
2: that was Javier Jr., right? Yes, that came on. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. so, I quote
2: him quite often because he—I used to sell his brand, and we went down there, and a lot of the things that he was just coming out of his mouth, I just was like, "Well, I'm going to say this all the time now." So yeah. it's pretty great.
3: And can okay, I just—I yeah, just want to mention one more because I have to. But of course, um, yeah, yeah. But legado Steve Vera. Because he is so like upbeat, motivational. He's just an inspiration and he just has this great attitude, you know, and I love his story. Um, He just has a great work ethic and just an all around good person, as many of our guests are. But he's just one that stands out in my mind.
2: All right. So hear that, everybody. If you were a guest and I was one of them, we were not one of the favorites. So Sorry. Put, that, put that on the list. You were all uh, our
3: favorites. Those are just two <laughs> that came to my mind in this moment. So
2: <laughs> Okay. Marissa, how about for you?
0: I was going to actually mention Steve. So I, I don't love picking favorites, but Steve is great because he knows the industry extremely well. He's very eloquent in the way he says it. He's very punchy in the way he says it. He's just a very engaging guy. And in fact, last week was my birthday and Heidi worked uh, with a few of my friends to make a whole like birthday video for me. And she reached out to a few people in the tequila industry and Steve was one of them. And he recorded a hilarious birthday video for me. And the guy's just funny and he knows his stuff. And so, um, so definitely like him, he comes to mind. And then, um, you know, I also feel like you obviously drew... You know, the best of the
1: bonus. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Good lord. Okay,
0: all kidding aside, my full circle moment was when Ileana came on the show as a scheduled guest. So obviously in the beginning, part of our origin story is the fact that her joining impromptu sort of showed the power of this format. So when she was a scheduled guest, it was so full circle for me that that was one of the most memorable ones. Forget what we talked about. It's a blur to me because I was just so excited that this actually was happening. Um, And so I would say definitely Ileana. But- I think more holistically, I also really like the freestyles. We don't get them every month anymore. We get them way less frequently, but I love when our guests come on because what we do is we allow the audience to jump on in a freestyle. So every, you know, we used to do it once a month. Now we do it however frequently we can, which is probably every few months. And the format is basically we pick a topic, we throw it up, and then we let our, our audience members just request to come on. And, it's interesting. You hear from the audience, you learn a lot. You learn a lot in those, those hour sessions. Somebody will tell you something they love, something they hate, something that's bothering them. And then they also in turn gain a respect for the format. It's so easy to say, Oh, well, why didn't she ask this? Or why didn't she do that? But when the camera's staring you in the face, so we end up gaining respect and getting respect. And I, um, I really love the the freestyles as well. I,
2: I will say that at the end of my interview, and you guys do such a good job of like pumping up your guys too. It's like, you guys were like, you're an Agave Hall of Famer. You can come back anytime. So <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. If anybody hasn't listened to it, you know, I was on, I was, I was sitting in a beach house talking tequila with you guys. It was great. It was, uh, you know that was a shit. good time for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, your uh, shit. that's
0: the thing. Like, I feel like you get these guests who, right. You never know what you're going to get. And within the first few seconds, I was like, oh, this guy's got it. Oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be good. Plus, it's the voice, you know. You got that that olive oil voice. It's so smooth, like the olive oil. Oh no! It's, yeah. oh, it's all no. the reps.
2: It's all. It's all the reps. Okay, so now the flip. Now the flip question is, who was the worst guest? Are we oh. willing to put that out there outside the CRT, lady?
0: The worst I don't You can know. totally
2: pass on this one. I'll allow you guys to pass on this one if there was someone kind of oh like... Oh, my God.
0: Wait, or, Heidi, we had someone. We had someone I recently. I don't remember
3: like a word. I'm not going to say a name, but we did have one guest that we thought was going to be a lot of fun and very outgoing just based on what you see on Instagram, and it wasn't that way.
0: We had someone recently, it's, and I can't remember their <laughs> name. And I was let me ask you, Heidi. okay?
2: Let me rephrase this because that, you know, obviously that's a little cruel to put it that way, but... I don't care. You know, well, uh, <laughs> President <laughs> doesn't care. But if you were to if you were to have like a second interview with someone where you're kind of like, man, I just feel like we didn't it was good, but it could have been great. Is there anybody that comes to mind that you're kind of like, oh, if we would have brought this up or maybe we missed that? Because like you said, like you guys get a lot of criticism after for things that you should have asked, which is ridiculous. But with that being the case, was there anything that, like, you're know, like, like oh, like, I'd love to have another, or maybe it's even just another conversation with someone who was good, but you feel like there was more to
3: pull out? Uh, that's what she said. Yes, Heidi, thank you. Yes.
0: Uh, there's a lot of guests I think that I would love to talk to again, especially the, the new brands when they're starting their stuff. I want to talk to them six, eight, nine months down the road and see how they're doing. Um, yeah. But that being said, I, I know that we weren't supposed to answer the question of horse guests, but I'm just going for it because you already asked it. It's out there. <sighs> we had a guest on recently and this person, I, I remember, was like saying really dumb stuff. And that's one thing we if you say something that's not true, we're not letting that go. We're not letting that slide. But we're not trying to be a jerk. We're not trying to ask gotcha questions. That's not our style either. There's people who do that. and They're trying to like, you know, snipe people down. Not what we're doing. But if you say something untrue, like we're not going to love that either. And I remember midway through the person was saying something and I was like, oh, my God, this is either boring or stupid. And I was texting Heidi and I was like, if they say this thing one more goddamn time, I'm cutting it. Cut the damn episode. Cut it. And I can't remember who it was and I can't remember what the context was. I'm but looking.
3: To do you see remember?
0: There was also someone that comes to mind that like didn't like we hate when we get someone who doesn't know their shit. Like every once in a while, you'll get someone who goes, my favorite tequilas are the ones made in Mexico. That happens rarely, <laughs> but it happens.
1: We, we we we've had we've had like one person, maybe two people in the the you know, the length that we've been doing this show where where we thought that they were gonna know their shit and definitely we regretted talking to them afterwards because it was just it was painful. It was like pulling teeth. Yeah.
0: And what I love too is Heidi's like the biggest mama bear out there. So on the internet, don't believe what you read, obviously. But I had someone send me an article this morning that was like the five best tequilas and it started with Fortaleza and I was like, okay, I'm in. And then the second was Casamigos. Oh No, the second was 1942, then Casamigos. Then it just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And like, I didn't comment on it, but I sent it to Heidi and I was like, Heidi, what the hell? And she goes, oh, did you see my comment? I was like, what do you mean? She goes, (laughs) of course I commented. She went in and she's like, this is not right. This is, this is, she's like the mama bear. She goes in and she makes sure like people are, are keeping it in order.
3: And, I said, anyone and I, says, re- I said, I highly recommend you check out the, te- you download the tequila matchmaker app, which has a list of additive free tequilas. It might be useful for your next article.
0: She's nice about it.
3: And if <laughs> yeah. anybody's ever
0: like mean to me, God forbid, Heidi jumps in before I even see it. Like she like is on it. Like someone ripped on me once and they're like, Oh, I made some con- i I made some content. I made a video and someone was like, Oh, I bet she doesn't even know tequila. She probably read that in a book. And it was like, Well, why is reading bad? And Heidi Oh my God, it. <laughs> what a what
2: a dig. It's like it's like, oh you educated yourself and then you shared it with others. Like Damn, boy. she's
0: literate. Oof, how terrible.
2: Well, okay, so let's let's talk about that then because you know, this this show starts out of a desire to have a more female forward voice. I mean, do you
1: feel oh, like you happening? still get I know we lost them for half a second here.
2: What's Am I back now?
3: Yeah, you're, you're back. back. Right. You're frozen. But okay. I can hear you. And I'm frozen. okay.
2: All right. <laughs> Live. This is showbiz, baby. Um. So, so my question was like, you 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 start you start this show with the intention of like you know kind of like amplifying more of a female voice, not necessarily from the production standpoint, but from the enthusiast standpoint, because you know there's there's all these people throwing out their opinions and things like that, and you wanted to voice yours as well. I mean, are you, do you still, do you feel like you've empowered other women to step up more and to like to, to say things? And then, you know, are you, st- do you still get flack? Like, is there, you know, do you feel like there's a lot of guys oh, just, just nodding just with like the other disgust and smirk on <laughs> her face right now. So that's where I wish we had video going for these things, mm-hmm. but that was a great reaction. So, so that's still a thing. Like that's still what you guys feel like you're
0: You know, still combating.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: when I first started my page, and, and it, it, I listen, I'm, I mean, this is going to sound terrible, but when you happen to be a woman and people people have all different things that they'll comment for you, right? Like some guys will slide into my DMs and say the most disgusting, disturbing stuff. Disgusting, disturbing. Disgusting, disturbing. Or they'll think that just because I'm friendly on the show, I care about their opinion of what I look like or that I care about them. Or like yeah. that I'll, I'll laugh when they send me a really inappropriate meme and then a winky face like, no, sir. <laughs> um But when I first started my page, I only included pictures of bottles. I didn't want people knowing anyone behind it. I didn't want them knowing my face. I didn't want them knowing I'm a girl. I'm not a girl. I'm this. I didn't want anyone knowing anything. And then I had to do a review. And the only way to do it was to put my face on it. So I put my face on it. I got so much hate. Like the second I put my face out there, I got so much hate. But I also got a lot of friends through it. Because you can't be friends with a mindless page. And so... On one hand, we we get a lot of shit, we get a lot of hate. A, a lot of it is based on the fact that we're women. I played boys baseball growing up in Little League and I had pitchers come up to me before games and say, "I'm going to hit you cuz you're a girl." And I was like, "Well, I'm going to hit your ball cuz you're a piece of shit." Um, but you know, we've we've faced this all our lives and I think for me, um there are a few women who've actually said to me specifically, "I love what you guys do." It's one of the reasons that inspired me to do my page. You know, I I look to you guys for support. And that stuff matters. But more than that, like I think the fact that um, what we do, we do together. I lean on Heidi for a lot of support, and I, I hope that she feels she can lean on me. And it's not like we're just going out there alone. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I think that's I think that's amazing. And I mean, and again, it's it's something that I know both Chris and I were always I was like, hey, like let's try to amplify voices, but you don't always think about it, right? Because you know, for us, especially in this industry, it's like, we're surrounded by so many strong women I mean, both of us are married to two of the strongest women. Right. So yeah, it's just, it. uh, like, well, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I like, I think she might be home soon. We got to wrap this up. Hi. Um, no, uh, but, uh, but no, I, I, I love, i again, I've, I've loved enthusiasm that you guys have, have brought into, uh, you know, to it. And, and I think the also the thing that I really appreciate is like how serious you guys take it too, because I can't tell you how many times I've sat there and watched somebody, you know, watch some random dude review things that he has no business reviewing, you know? And you're like, today I'm gonna be drinking the Ray Comparo Jabali. And you're like, Oh <laughs> my god, like this is this is absolutely terrible. So um, no, I think you guys do a great job and I'm just super excited. Thank Chris, you. did you have a question for, for the ladies? No, uh, but
1: more so a comment. I, um, you were mentioning how much you found a, a, um, community that, that has really embraced you. And, and I'll say, uh, at least from afar, Drew introduced me to you and I have, I have truly, truly enjoyed watching what you, put out there. Um, the the comments that you guys have, the, the sincerity in which you approach the subject is really, really just pleasurable to engage with from even just a social media standpoint. It's, it's a lot of fun. Drew and I uh, oftentimes get, um, probably rightfully so get blamed for being snobs, um, <laughs> that like, you just, you know, you guys are so intellectual and you just talk about what you like and that's all it is. And you can't even just like sit there and enjoy it. But really it's, it's, it's our sheer passion that drives us to do these sorts of things and have these conversations. And so being able to witness you all on your, on your, um, on your pages and, and in your, in your production, production is so much fun because there's like there's a palpable passion that's there for you so i just want to say we love we love watching you guys thank you
0: thank Thank you
3: you.
0: but i think that's heidi's superpower right i think she (laughs) can deliver criticism to people like if someone says something that's wrong she can correct them in a way that they don't hate her like she's so sweet in the way she does it that you, you don't hate her for it
3: And And I think Marissa, Marissa says that you say it in a way that I wish I
0: could. (laughs) My superpower is I like to act kind of stupid and let people underestimate me like a little like in the grass. So then once they underestimate, then boom, I'm out. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. so, so that's, that's the game, right? Like Heidi's sweet, but knows everything. She reads up before we get on that show. She knows everything and she'll ask a question and someone will answer it. And she'll be like, but wait a second. And then dig deeper and I just kind of sit there, and they're like, "Oh, she doesn't even know how to count in Spanish." And I'm like, "Bitch, yeah, yeah, I do, and I'll do it in Chinese too."
3: So that's she our knows Mandarin. Man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's, uh, well, yeah, and I think the like the you know the thing on like Heidi on your page, like you do a lot more like reviews and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. But what I like about how you go about it. Is it's not necessarily a ratings system, mm-hmm. right? It's just like you're giving information, you're informing people about it, right? And I think that's really important because people in your position, you're very influential. You know whether you believe that or not, like you are very influential. Like you're, in, you are getting people to go out or you know and buy things or not buy things, right? And and that's like a that's like this weird superpower that has emerged for a lot of you know these on, online mm-hmm. you know content producers and things like that where you know, like when I see someone just totally bury a brand, I'm like, I'm like, like you're burying a family. Mm-hmm. Like you're not just saying like, Oh, this brand sucks. It's like you're, you're literally going after somebody's livelihood. Right. And, and I know one thing that we can agree upon is that, is that we're not fans of celebrity agave mm-hmm. and, and we're never going to be big advocates for that. But I know that for myself, I've changed a lot of my vocabulary around it to really be critical of the celebrities themselves Mm -hmm. and not necessarily the tequila, mezcal, whatever they're producing. And even sometimes it, you know, it can be terrible. I mean, terrible tequila and mezcal does exist. Like it's not like it's all perfect, but I know that I've changed a lot of how I talk about that way because there is power in the things that you say. And if you're kind of like, this thing sucks. And you're kind of like, man, would you go and say that to that producer's face? Cause more than likely you wouldn't. And yeah. it, well, Marissa would, but,
0: well, yeah. So let's say that there's a, a piano, right? Like what's the best piano brand? I don't know. Steinway we'll say, right. Steinway piano. And you put a moron like a little toddler or some idiot in front of the Steinway and they're playing it and they're <laughs> doing a terrible job. No one's blaming the Steinway. Right? No one's going, oh, that piano's shitty, right? Oh, that poor piano's making terrible music. No, it's the operator. So in this case, the toddler is the celebrity. If the celebrity chooses to pound this note and that note together and is doing these things and making their tequila taste like Dimitap, it's not the Steinway or the Master Distiller's fault for being there and doing what this person tells them to do.
3: Right. Except if the celebrity's playing like a little cheap Casio keyboard and says it's fabulous and it's super expensive, oh. people are gonna go buy it.
0: It kills me. And by the way, you said don't (laughs) bury a family. There is one family that is an exception, obviously, and I don't want to even mention their name. But if I were to, it would rhyme with hate, one hate. Uh, Their brand is just all that is wrong with the industry and it makes me angry every time. Mm -hmm. And I don't throw shade at brands. I throw shade at that brand and one or two others selectively because Mm -hmm. I don't... a lot of people will do that as part of their whole industry. If you, if I mention, if I mention Casamigos on the show, for instance, we get more viewers, we get more followers, we get more clips, we get more clicks. Just like right there, and right. so it's a cheap shot you can do every once in a while. But if your whole persona is just ripping on Casamigos, what are you actually doing?
3: You're just and getting the name out there more, right? You're actually it, yeah not promoting them. And like one thing you brought up about the reviews, Drew is. When when I do my reviews, I don't think I've ever really said anything bad about a brand. I just may not like it as much or talk about it as much. Um,
2: totally, absolutely. And, I mean, you can and, tell when you don't like yeah. them. Like, I just so you know, yeah. when you watch enough of them, you're kind of <laughs> like, "Ooh, yeah, she does not like this one."
3: <laughs> and I mean, and I respect people. Everybody has their own style of doing reviews, but I also feel like, for me to say like this is total crap. It's all really subjective. Like who am I to say that believe my palate, you know, believe me when I say that it's that you should or shouldn't get this. Should you buy this tequila? Should you not? I rate this, you know, a one, I rate this a 10 or whatever. That's,
2: or five, five agaves. Yeah, it's know, like,
3: that's, six. <laughs> that's my own palate. I mean, if we all like the same things, life would be boring. It's the same with wine. It's the same with food. And I mean, there are certain aromas and flavor notes that might make one person cringe and feel nauseous. And another person loves those flavors and aromas, you know, like we've talked about yeah. cilantro. I have a couple of friends that they can't stand cilantro because it smells and tastes like soap. And to me, it's like the most delicious thing ever. So how could somebody say they don't like that? But that's why I try not to to bash too much is because I feel like I'm just one person. I'm just tasting these and telling you what I smell and taste. I'm not saying that this is the final word and this is what you should believe.
0: And and I get a lot of shade for having on my back bar. So behind me, usually I have like a, a bar set up behind me. And I have these brands that I call gateway tequilas, like these really, really super sweet tequilas. And I get shit for it. People will be like, oh, I saw you have that Addictivo, that Cava de Oro behind you. And you know what? Yeah, I fucking do. And do you want to know why I have it? One, because it was my gateway tequila. And two, it can be someone else's. When people visit me, I start them. If they don't know tequila, I start them with that. And some of them will stay there on their training wheels forever. And some of them will graduate to a two-wheeler. But that's not for everyone. But if I don't have that, I can't teach them. And so, you know, I think like there's a lot of people who, yeah, they'll take on Casamigos, they'll take on 818, they'll take on those brands and those brands shrug them off like a set of fleas. But then you have a smaller brand, a Cava de Oro and Adictivo that like, they're not that small, but they're small enough that if you had a bunch of people all like boycott them, they're going to feel it. And these are families. Like I reached out to Cava de Oro when I was down in um, Jalisco and and we were supposed to meet, I was supposed to meet up with the master distiller and his son was in the hospital and he's like, I'm so sorry, I can't be there. And it just reminds you, these are family people. You're not trying to hurt other people. Why would you, you know, so we get a lot of that and people go, Oh, that's pancake syrup. Like hope you're ready for breakfast. Like, all right, chill the fuck
2: out. Sweet burn, bro. Sweet burn. Well, I mean, and I think that's, that's it, right. It's, you know, the people can come into this in a variety of different ways. And, you know, like my favorite phrase now is like, let's widen the table, not raise the walls, you know? So if we get people in, you know, like you said, through these gateways, it's kind of like, hey, now try Tequila Ocho. You know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit of a different profile, but try this one and and see what you guys think. Um, So we did have some stories that were, you know, obviously very agave adjacent, but we've kind of like touched on aspects of them. So I don't know if we necessarily need to go into that, But, but I did want to talk to you guys about like California agave and agave that's coming from different places in the world, because, you know, again, going back to our boy, Gian, who we all have a tremendous amount of love and respect for and, and um and he's also like really good at making you feel pretty if he likes you. So it's kind of like, you know, like the, the compliments he gives my me, I'm just like I'm like, oh, tell me more. Um, but uh but he also makes like this really solid uh solid agave distillate in California. And what we've learned through talking with some of our friends who have done interviews with him, and then just learning tonight with you guys as well, like you got a lot of flack for giving him a platform, which is insane to me because he's legitimately from mexico like he's not stealing anything like come on but you know when you when you hear those things like you know give me your impressions of of like you know agave coming from different places in the world and you know and and all that fun stuff so so heidi i'll start with you you know what what are your thoughts on it what would you like to see more of like what are you excited about or i mean just let's talk about that let's talk about the you well, know, agave from other places.
3: Well, I, I, I actually am a big supporter of it. I think it's amazing. Um, you know, there's a lot of spirits that didn't originate in the United States that are here now, or we have our versions, you know, of those spirits. Um, so when I first heard about it, I just thought, wow, that is really great. And I mean, I'm from California. So you do see, depending on where in California you are, agave growing you know, mostly agave americana, which like takes a long, a long time to mature, but especially Southern California, you see it all, all over. Um, so when I first heard about it, I thought it was just incredible. And I know that um, they're growing it in Australia too. I forget mm-hmm. what other countries, but I know- uh, in South, New- Africa. South, South Africa. South Africa. In the United India. Oh, India. Okay. And in the United States, like California, Texas- um,
1: Arizona.
3: Uh, Arizona, Hawaii. I don't know if Florida is, but they should. I feel like that might be. Well, maybe they get a little too much rain. I don't know. But yeah. So, and then I found out about the um, California Agave Council, which Craig Reynolds founded. He is a pretty big deal. Um, he farms agave, and I think he also has his own brand too. He has an he knows, actual yep. brand of tequila like done in Mexico, but then he also, it, it's
1: technically a mezcal, but be only because it's like, it's like five miles over the border. Okay. And that's the only reason why, but it's made totally yeah. in, the, in tequila style.
3: And he was also, um, I think the producer of, um, agave spirit of a nation or co-producer, which is great if you haven't seen it. Um, but anyway, I was reading about them and what it's all about. And one of the things that really intrigued me was that if the bottle of the agave spirit says California agave spirit on the label, you cannot have additives in it. And they made that a rule, like right off the bat, it was going to be pure. So, um, you know, what's really just, funny
1: about that is offline, Drew and I had a lot of conversations about this. Mm-hmm um and, and drew do you want to talk talk about that do you feel like uh standing up for your point or or is that a moot point at this point in time
2: Go for no it. i mean i think you know i mean just last week craig offered you know for me to come on to the council mm-hmm. which you have to pay to be on mm-hmm. which i was like that <laughs> is weird to me and i support you but I don't know what that's doing for me. Um, and, and all that. Like I like I've talked with Gian about about selling bats three for him. It's like I will do that for you. Mm-hmm. Like I will, you know, go off and, and be a part of this as much as I can. Um, you know, my my thing in in terms of the Agave Council and, and these different rules and stuff like that is that I personally don't think that we make anything that's worth a shit. So it's like other than other, other than, than Hano, James. correct. Other other than Hano, mm-hmm. that's the only one that I think is worth drinking right now. You no, know, I. Um, I have,
3: how many have you tried, like in California?
2: So in California, I've had, I had
1: Venus so recently, have, which I which I enjoyed. Uh, again, pricey but I enjoyed it. What was it? Well, so was the Hano. The yeah. Hano's, the is Hano's yeah. expensive I mean, too. I, I like, I've had, I will, I've had I Venus. Say, as of right now, Hano is hands down my favorite, but I, I did enjoy the Venus I thought it was a little bright, a little single note, but I, I thought it was, it was a lot better than some of the other ones that have come out, you know, yeah, in the so last so, like
2: five so years. Sold, yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had the, I've had the, um, the Venus, I've had the multiple iterations of St. George's. St. George, yeah. And, and I just think that, and then, and actually, you know, you mentioned or we mentioned Hawaii. Like, yeah. I have a bottle of the Hawaiian oh. I just got it right, and so I, I can. If you guys want samples, I'll send I, you. Yeah, guys I, of I,
0: it. you're yeah. blowing my mind right now.
2: <laughs> and so, um, and then, you know, and I've had the South Africa, love the South Africa stuff. I think the South Africa stuff is really, or at least the ones that I've had with the Karoo mm-hmm. um, agave, really, really good stuff. Um, I just I thought we were just kind of putting the cart before the horse there for a bit when this was really picking up Steam a couple of years ago because I just was like, we're not making anything that I thought was worth really protecting at that point. Um, and then also, you know, Heidi, to your point, we have indigenous agave that grows in California. Mm-hmm. So now we're taking something, we're taking Blue Weber and we're planting it all over the state right now. It is happening everywhere right? Mm -hmm. And it's a plant that, you know, we have a baseline for it. We have very, very familiar tasting like notes on it and things like that, where it's kind of like, you know, and again, we're not trying to be tequila. We're Mm -hmm. not trying to be this. We're not trying to be that. But like the Americana could have been distinctly California agave. Mm -hmm. And now we have this blue Weber that is, you know, again, it's, the same reasons that it took off in tequila mm-hmm. has shorter maturation times, has huge yields. And so that's why people are planting it. I mean, it, and I just kind
3: of like, it's a well, way it doesn't arrive you know, I mean, everywhere though. In California, well, exactly right.
1: Yeah. So yeah. blue Weber, I mean, we, you know, we talked to Andy Donald and, and Pat Ramos, right. And, and their half their initial crop died off right away, you know, and they were pl- planting blue Weber and now they're, Interspersing their their crops with Americana and, and what have you as well, um, I you know I don't think it's too quote unquote too late for any of that. I think it's still relatively you know new and, and like early on for for people to make those make those adjustments as as we're going. Yeah,
2: I just think I, I think like really what what it comes down to is like you know over regulating something that really hasn't figured itself out yet. Is just kind of like we're setting up all these rules for like how things could be made and how they should be produced. And and, you know, I'm you're just like, no, like, well, Drew. Is, it, is, OK,
1: you're saying overregulating, but like is a regulation and, and overregulation like like having one or two. Is that too much?
2: Well, I think when you have not at the time, when we were really getting into this, like at the time, like we hadn't made anything that was worth drinking. So I just was like, I was like having any rules on something that is just overall, I don't think good is, is crazy. So it's like, you know, the reason that you put additives into this stuff is to make it drinkable. Right. And so, well, well, okay. Right. But again, like. Like but that's what but that's where a lot of people end up doing the additives, well, they're right? They're doing the Is additives because, it, because
3: they're harvesting the agaves at like three and four years instead of full yep. maturation. And it's not palatable. It's like trying to make orange juice from green oranges. It's not gonna taste right. good. It's still orange orange juice hundred percent, but you have to do something to make it tastes
2: good to compensate. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause you've, you've cut out, you've cut out all that time and, right. you know, and, and it, you know, whether it's time or like lack of experience of how to actually deal with it and stuff like that. And so, you know, again, we were, you know, producers that we had in California were running stuff and I want to, you know, continue to encourage people. Like I want more people doing this, you know, but I also want them to be like, Hey, don't just, and, and this is all, you know, Basically echoing Gian at this point, it's like don't just plant blue Weber, like mm-hmm. plant all these different things. Plant the native agaves because those are going to thrive in these areas. And um, you know, and then to limit people, it's like I don't want additives in my tequila, but you know, do I? Do we need to come out and and say things like like oh well, don't put it in California spirits? It's like well, maybe they need it. Well, maybe we need to get people hooked in. Maybe we need that that gateway, okay. right? You know, to where it's like hey, this is our Cava de Oro, right? come in and do that as long as it is California agave. Because I know like one of the things and one of the brands that like really inspired uh, Craig to start the agave council was a brand that was bringing agave across, was bringing just agave syrup Mm -hmm. over the border and then just, and then fermenting and distilling that and then calling it California agave. And that's when he like, you know, was like agave council, you know, and, and
1: and vice versa. He was also being, he was also being, um, Uh, Hired as a consultant to like ship stuff to like the Midwest, you know, uh, agave syrup to the Midwest, which was also the same thing that that really you know made the spidey senses stick up.
3: I mean, there's a lot of spirits that have additives in them, and in California, wine is a huge one. There's over sixty additives allowed in it. So for me, like, I feel like we should set a standard right off the bat. Um, For people that are making these spirits and planning on selling them, um, especially since there's so much controversy going on about the CRT in Mexico right now and why there even needs to be additives in in it anymore. Because everybody knows they're not really keeping track of that 1% rule, like how much are they really putting, you know, in the tequila. Some of them are obviously using more than 1% and nobody's really overseeing that so i think by starting out just saying no we're not going to allow it if you want your bottle to say california i think is mm. a wise move i just feel like they should do it for wine too <laughs> you know if they're oh, if oh they're if yep. they're going to do it that way it should all be wine should be wine tequila should be tequila you know there doesn't need to be anything else in it that's my opinion that's just how i feel so, and if it's like if you have a kid, and you know, you never give them like, crappy candy. You know, I'm not going to name names, but crappy candy bars. Okay, She's just
2: draw the line. There. They're not going. Gonna... Like, I'm not <laughs> there. There's, no candy, is gonna, there's no candy. going to. There's no candy. And you just right teach here. them
3: to like a hundred percent organic dark chocolate. That's what they're going to like. They're never going to know about the other stuff so their pa- their palate isn't going to really need to get used to anything. I'm living
1: proof that that's not factual. My my mom tried <laughs> to give me like <laughs> tried to give me all the organic like she even tried to like give me uh carob chocolates. Oh yeah. Immediately. I was like this is this is awful. She's like you can't tell the difference. I was like I 100% can. And I was like, I cool. loved carob. I was carob. like this is awful. This is terrible. This is a chocolate. And now I'm a chocolate fiend like for my yes. entire it doesn't matter whether it's Hershey's or like the most the most artisanal stuff. It's like, <laughs> give it to me. I just need chocolate.
0: So I'm conflicted because I have two thoughts like from the business standpoint. Um, if any of you are familiar with the UFC, right? The Ultimate Fighting Championship. Prior to it being incorporated as the UFC and the Fertitas buying it and really just adding a bunch of rules around it, it was just cage fighting and it was chaos. And what really mm-hmm. turned it into a sport and a league was putting a little bit of structure around it. Um, and so that really helped grow the UFC into the multi, 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 you know, huge business that it is today. So on that side, I see the regulations as a good thing. Of course, I'm, I'm very laissez-faire. So let me just throw that out there. But on the other hand, I look at it and I say, okay, so regulations are good to help add some structure. But if you start adding too many regulations and you create a product that is very intermediate to advanced, you've got an American palette that is favoring candy, AKA Casamigos, right? Casamigos, <laughs> when people say, I love, I love tequila. I love Casamigos. I'm like, you don't love, you don't love tequila. You love cake. And that's okay. You can like cake. Right. But, right. but I think what ends up happening is so, okay, now let's say that we regulate this. And now you have this advanced agave spirit that real enthusiasts would like. The real enthusiasts might be Mexico diehards who say, screw it. I'm not trying it if it's from America. So there, there's a, you know, non-starter right there. Secondarily, yep. if you get the Americans with the open minds, they're going to try this and go, "It tastes like dirt." I'm used to, you know, drinking my my corn syrup uh, Casamigos bullshit. So yeah.
2: yeah, this stuff sucks, and it sucks. Yeah. So
0: you kind of have like this market where right. you're like, okay, regulation could help, but it could also hurt. So that's why I'm torn because I look at things from the business standpoint, and I don't know which would pan out best for this industry.
2: I, I think I totally I totally agree with that, and and that's like the it's like it's always the ugly, you know ugly big elephant in the room it's like hey by the way guys this is a business and you're kind of like you're like no it's romantic and sexy and it's culture and it's all this and it is all those things but it is also a business yeah. and oh, no one's uh, doing it okay, for free
1: so, so let's take something that's that is uh, applicable to our conversation right uh canadian whiskey canadian whiskey for the last almost 100 years was allowed to be called rye it actually didn't matter if there was rye anywhere near the bottle in the plant growing anywhere near the area. Right. But it was allowed to be called that. No one gave a shit. Crown Royal was Crown Royal and that was it. And that was the only one anyone cared about. They have slowly over the last 10 years started implementing a few regulations. Now all of a sudden uh, distilleries like Alberta are being purchased for many, many, many like billions of dollars by Diageo. Because all of a sudden you have you have a distillery operating in a place where people didn't care about, but have been doing it in a way that they cared about for so long that now the regulations offer them a little bit of um, like justification, a little bit of you know uh, incentive incentive. Okay. Yeah. so so now everybody goes, oh, these guys have been doing it right all along. Holy shit, Canadian Canadian whiskey is delicious. That being said, They still have very, very few regulations on what makes Canadian whiskey, right? But all of a sudden, you see this huge explosion of Canadian whiskeys, just like flooding the American market now, making tons and tons of money.
0: So,
3: like, what's a good one?
1: Yeah, I
0: I, I just
3: feel (laughs) maybe it would be like the solution is because for me personally, I can't support something that isn't authentically made and pure as far as tequila. I just, Mm I, I just, I, I can't, I mean, maybe I've been duped and I've tried some things before that did have additives and I didn't know, but knowing that it has additives in it and that it's not being made correctly. And as Steve says, they're skipping steps. I couldn't support it. So maybe the solution would be to just make everybody happy because not everybody cares about additives is to just have transparency and have it on the label. If it's in there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes.
2: I think that would, I think that would be great. Cause I mean, ultimately it's like, enjoy what you're drinking, but know what you're drinking. That's what I always right? that's what
3: Heidi, says. Uh-huh. Heidi, what do you always say? Yeah. Tell them what you always say. Um, enjoy what you love, but know what's in your glass.
0: <laughs> yeah. Drink yeah. what you like, but know yeah. what's in your glass. I uh-huh. mean, to Heidi's point, right? Like I, look at, look at nutrition labels in America. Some people will eat saturated fat, like it's going out of style and some people won't, but it's your choice. Right. Mm-hmm. It's your choice. Exactly. Yeah. But it's on the well, label.
2: Yeah. And, and like, uh, so I'm also like heavily, both Chris and I are heavily into, into rum as well. And, you know, and one of the ways that you find out dosage and rum is you look at German packaging because <laughs> in Germany, they require you to put anything like, like that on the packaging. So that's how a lot of, um, you know, rums are found out to have dosage and, and things like that. And you can figure out, um, how much is actually in there. So, can I just make uh, one comment? So Cause
0: this feels like a good PSA time. Just quick good PSA time. So speaking of bottles and labeling and all that, it's now kind of a double edged sword. If you have a beautiful bottle, it's almost ironic to me. Like if you have a double, if you have a beautiful bottle, I actually start to question you because I go, Oh, yes, your bottle's mm-hmm. too pretty. Like it, and I know it's so mean. Cause like if you see a beautiful woman, a lot of people historically would be, she's too pretty to be smart or whatever. Well, same shit with tequila. Your bottle's too pretty to be good, except there are exceptions. Like cabal has a gorgeous bottle. So they also created yep. a bar bottle. But this is the time Fortaleza. for me to tell you all. Ray yeah, Fortaleza, Fortaleza, salt. There are mm-hmm. exceptions. But what I will say to you is pricing has zero correlation with quality in tequila. Full right. Stop. Okay? So if you go into a store and you say, oh, well, this one's 80, so it must be better. You are being duped. Mm-hmm. Because Casa Dragones is first and foremost, <laughs> enemy number one. Right. They just slap a freaking word that doesn't even Why mean Why do you open. hate
2: Oprah so much? But it's-
1: Six. But it's
0: made, by,
2: it's made by a woman. You should like it because it's made oh, by I a woman. I feel so
0: angry when they say yeah. that to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not get, like. It, mand- it, gets,
2: it gets said to me, and then I'm a sexist for not. Oh, liking well, it, I, so. I've been
0: told that I'm sexist. <laughs> I apparently am sexist. I actually had somebody once, a man, tell me that I'm not a good enough feminist. And I was like, sir, sir. But anyway, um, just pricing doesn't matter. And, and I think that's really important to know. And just because something's more expensive doesn't mean it's good. In, in fact, most of the time, it's usually not good. And right. the difference between a yeah. hundred dollar bottle and a three hundred dollar bottle is, and I'm, I'm holding my hand up for those of you listening without video. I'm showing the size like barely, barely a few centimeters. It is so small. The difference between like even an eighty dollar bottle and a three hundred dollar bottle is so tiny. It is so not worth it. It's diminishing returns. Do not do it. Buy yourself two eighty dollar bottles. As someone who owns, as too. someone who
1: owns a liquor store. Don't pay any attention to them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't listen to me. They don't know what they're saying. Spend the $500. It's amazing. There's a place for (laughs) Casamigos. There's a place for it because I will tell you, I had a guy over who he was like, oh my God, I've been wanting to try this El Tesoro Paradiso. You have it. Can I try it? And he called it out by name. So I gave him a fat pour. He shot it. And I fell to the ground. I went weak in my knees. I fell to the ground. First time I ever went weak (laughs) in my knees for this man. I fell to the ground. And I looked at him and I was like, Oh, and I'm going say his name, but I was like, Mike, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? And he, he was, Well, you know, it's really good. It's smooth. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm oh, never no.
1: Getting off this
0: floor. you got to leave. I'm never getting off this floor. <laughs> but, again, there is a place for Casamigos. It's for the mics of the world. So if I have mm-hmm. a Casamigos, like if you're going to shoot it anyway, fucking hell, take a Casamigos. I don't need you wasting my Fortaleza. They don't have enough agave yeah. as there is. You drink that Casamigos and you stay there. You stay yeah. there right now. I'll get off my soapbox.
2: Well, I think I think, you know, based on time and where we're at right now, Chris, I think it's time for dope follows. Dope
3: follows. <laughs> you, you know follows? who's dope? Them over oh, there. Dope follows
2: yeah uh okay so now after all this very stimulating conversation and and a lot of people not to check out as is what it sounds like we're gonna do dope follows dope follows can be uh cool books that you're reading movies tv shows instagram accounts other podcasts just make sure you keep listening to ours um maybe a weekly tuesday night show that covers tequila with dope guests from all over the place uh so these are our dope follows uh Mm -hmm. heidi Let's start with you. Who's your dope follower?
3: I have four. Is that okay?
2: It's it's going to yeah. have to maybe, be. So maybe, yeah, let's okay. do all four.
3: Maybe five, but I'll, I'll make it four. So um, okay. the first one, <laughs> since we were talking about, about California agave spirits is, of course, Jano spirits. Hano spirits. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm Mexican. I should know. But for some yeah. reason, that J always gets me. J N O. But
2: it's okay. Hon- Makes me feel better about being a white. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it.
3: Hano spirits. I mean, I just, I love it. I think we all need to be paying attention and following that, see what's going on. Also, Stargazer spirits. Adam Goldberg, I don't know if you've ever met him, but they're out in Petaluma, 125 acres. And they plan on having 90 of those acres planted with agave in the next 10 years. And he has over 30 species. So it's really cool to see what's happening there, too. Um, I have some friends in Nashville, Kelsey and TJ, um, of the Nashville wine duo, the Nashville wine duo. So if you like wine, I'm from Napa. So I happen to love wine. They are great. Um, they also have a podcast, the Nashville wine duo podcast. So if you just follow the Nashville wine duo, you could see, um, all that. And then also, um, tastetequila.com, um, Grover and Scarlett. Um, I think Marissa and I agreed we were going to talk about, you know, definitely make that one of our dope follows taste tequila and they have the tequila matchmaker app and I'm going to sneak one more in my husband, the grow grow bar, (laughs) that's what she said. The grow bar, which is where I am doing this um, podcast from, and he has an incredible palette. He loves to smoke cigars too. So if you're into cigars, follow the grow bar.
0: Love yeah. it! I actually Absolutely just started it.
1: following the row bar. I think like two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> and sometimes he cameos. He's our biggest cheerleader. I said that Heidi and I don't have a good picture together because we had John. Uh, we had our husband John <laughs> in all the pictures because we were like, get in the picture, get in the picture. So um, yeah, he's cool. Row bar is cool.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, Marissa, you're up.
0: All right. I'm going to make this quick, but I do agree. Taste Tequila is amazing. Um, So it's Tequila Matchmaker, the guys and girl behind Tequila Matchmaker. Um, First off, if you have an iOS or Android uh, phone right now, please go download Tequila Matchmaker app. It is going to teach you so much. First and foremost, check it out. Rate tequilas as you're drinking them because you will surprise yourself. You can look at trends. You can go, oh, my God, I like when it's cooked with an auto flavor. Oh, my God, I like when it has vanilla undertones. Or, Oh, my God, I hate that. Do that right now. If there's one thing you do today, brush your teeth, but also also do that. Download Tequila <laughs> Matchmaker app. You know, your teeth are like the gateway. Don't forget now. to floss. Yes. The flossing, I will tell you. I'm a big flosser. Very into it. Um, number two, obviously you follow Heidi on Tequila Mamacita. Follow oh her. My gosh. She's awesome. Big fan of hers. But while you're following her, get me too. I'm Tequila Encyclopedia, obviously. Now we're going to turn the page from tequila stuff and get into some weird Marissa land. There is this woman on Instagram who I don't even know why the algorithm fed her to me, but she does the most delightful, like middle school teacher, mom vibe, grandma vibe stuff. It's called Brunch with Babs. It is this woman who I got to imagine given accent. is from the Midwest. And she's just delightful. I, I made uh, tequila Oreos for the Super Bowl because of this woman. She used vodka and I was like, eh, Bush League. And I went and did tequila. This woman... Just follow her. She will make you happy. I don't even know what she's talking about. 90% of the time, I don't care.
3: Grunch with <laughs> I Babs. follow her because you told me to Marissa. She's awesome.
0: I, yeah, I get sucked in. I will just like, I'll, I'll scroll. So she starts every video with, hey, it's Babs. Hi, it's Babs. Hi, it's Babs. I will literally just scroll the videos so that I can have her say that five to ten times on repeat. It's like, hey, it's Babs. Hey, it's Babs. Hey, it's Babs. Love it. Watch it. You won't regret it. And then you oh mentioned my God. that okay. we can do books or TV shows. So... I did. Quickly, I I'm going to say, I started my career in finance, bit of a finance nerd. A book that will change your life that you can literally listen to in two and a half hours, even quicker if you listen to it on 1.5, is <sighs> Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Saley. This book came out 20, 30 years ago, something like that. And so the numbers aren't updated, but the concepts are still absolutely relevant to the, to today. I've got a bunch of my friends reading it. It changed my life in an, in a word. It's, it's not what you make. It's what you keep. You got someone out here making 500 K spends 449 of it. They only have a 50 take home. You got somebody making a hundred K. They only spend 20 of it. They're better off. They're richer than the other guy. So anyway, listen, get this book millionaire next door. It will change your life. Awesome.
2: Uh, can I just follow up on that? The 1.5. Do you listen to a lot of things on 1.5? Yes.
0: All the time, if not
2: faster. I, okay, am I the only person who doesn't do this? I, like, I, I feel just like
1: drew I was going to tell you, I was going to tell you that you need to start doing it. It's a lot. It's a fucking game changer.
2: <laughs> I just feel like I accidentally hit 1.5 occasionally when I'm listening to the podcast, and it drives me insane. I do. I to be
1: um, fair, I do 1.25 <laughs> because 1. 1.5 is too fast for me. I'm not. I'm not as hardcore. I'm
0: so not. I'm from Jersey, and to quote Fifty Same. Cent. Oh, are you? What part?
1: I was born. I was born in Perth Amboy, but I I grew up all over Central Jersey.
0: Sick. I'm from North Jersey, but um, to quote Fifty Cent, uh, you say I talk fast, but if you listen a little faster, I wouldn't have to slow down for you to catch up.
2: Oh, how dare you! But that's awesome. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna trial that this week, and and I'll report back to you guys whether I'm old or not. <laughs> so. Um, Okay, Chris. Who's your Who's your don't follow? I've got two.
1: I've got the Whiskey Nomad. Uh, she's great. Oh. She makes really fucking fantastic whiskey uh, uh, content. She's great. She's in San Diego right now, apparently, or at least was earlier today, uh, when uh, at time of recording. Uh, and she does just it's fucking fantastic content. Uh, and then the other one is Steve Goodtime, who's just like this idiot who plays his guitar and plays butt rock and arena rock and is just ridiculous and like dresses in leopard pants and does like ridiculous content that just makes me crack up every single time. And I will admit, like I show friends this, uh, like I'll be laughing. I'll be sitting at the bar and I'll look at it and I'll watch like multiple of them. I'm like, ha, you gotta watch this. And I'm like, all right, fuck you guy. Uh, like whatever. But for me, for me, it's incredible. This guy, I feel like we could be best friends.
2: <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll close mine out with uh, actually someone that I've known, like quote unquote known for, for years via the, the digital virtual thing. And today went down to want to Creek was about two hours away from where we're at. Just for I didn't give you guys a, an idea. That's why I was like, running in here in a couple minutes late tonight um but alex who is the instagram handle love and booze underscore so it's l-o-v-e-n-b-o-o-z-e underscore eventually we're gonna have him on the podcast as well but he just went back to the bar um lita in walnut creek which is this really cool uh it's like cuban but then also a lot of other spanish uh country influences on it and uh he just done really really cool stuff over the last couple years uh, he takes really good photos as well, so uh, so that's my dope follow. I only have one. I am a simple man. <sighs> I have not much more to to offer, but but overall, I got to tell you guys, those are some pretty dope follows.
0: I have what? one other one, but I'm like afraid to say.
2: Go. Oh, no. <laughs> you want to do it? No. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do another okay. one. Do you, drop you it? You
0: know, how seltzer like hard seltzer is like super taking off right now. Slash, kind of on the D yes. Um, there's is this service? one woman. Yeah. Oh my God, she she reviews all of them and she is unabashedly a huge Fireball fan and she just gets hammered and does these crazy experiments <laughs> and she's hilarious. Her name is Lauren Powell. She calls herself a Seltzfer. It's L-O-R-Y-N-P-O-W-E-L-L. L-O-R-Y-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, Lauren Powell. And she's on Instagram. She, does, she has tons of followers. She does the craziest shit. She'll be like, how many cake shots does it take for me to- Blow of 0.08, and then she'll just keep taking them. <laughs> it's wild. Our chair and no husband will dress alike. Like they do some crazy stuff. It's just really entertaining.
2: Okay. I love okay, it. Okay. Wait. Since
3: she had one more? <laughs> yes. So t- tonight on my, on, I went to run an errand before the show and came back, and I have my phone like on my dash, and I have it on Instagram, and the live popped up. I forget whose live it was, but there's this lady called Trill Wine Wife. Yes. Have you? Yes, her? yes, I love her. And she was like sassy and spicy, like you, Marissa. And she was like potty mouth. And I messaged her and I was like, I think you are awesome. You remind me of Marissa. And huh? I asked her if she likes tequila and she said she loves tequila. So we need to have her on the show. We do. We fangirled over each other, she and I, once. We like oh, okay. the end once,
0: like probably like a, a year ago almost now. But I was like, Love your shit. She's like, Love your shit. I was
3: like, Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. She's awesome.
2: So, so I got to tell you, I'm uh this is gonna expose me and the listeners know but like i'm really really into star trek mm-hmm. and when you said like trill and i was just like i was like is this gonna be star trek themed? <laughs> oh, no it, it's true. not it's not so other star trek themed uh our fans out there when you hear trill it's just it's, i'm sure it's it means something very and cool and modern maybe or maybe, day, but, or maybe uh,
3: she likes spock
2: maybe maybe I'll message her and ask her. It'll be a totally normal question to reach out to someone for. Yeah. So women love um, that. Women
0: love when you slide into their DMs and ask them about Star Trek. Let mm-hmm. me tell you we swoon. Yeah.
2: Okay. Can let me can can I ask you guys a question? Because as someone who clearly is getting the slid into the DMs, um it is always some sort of like uh God, what's the right word for it? It's a propositioning, right? To slide into the DMs is a propositioning, correct? Mm-hmm.
0: If you do it right, I tried
2: to tell my wife that the other day. She's like, that's what it meant like three years ago, but now it's just talking to someone of the opposite sex. I was like, I don't think it is. I think it's definitely a propositioning. That's what sliding into the DMs is. That's the right? Am I am I right here? I
0: think ninety percent of the time it escalates there. And sometimes they just shrink down and forget to ask you anything. But yeah. (laughs) Shrink down. Shrink down. Amazing. Yeah, you're welcome.
2: Amazing. Okay. All right. Well, Okay, I'm I'm glad I'm gonna I'm gonna make her listen to this like short 10-second part of the podcast just to be like, see validation. No no no, I, uh, I love
0: I love your wife. I don't know your wife, but love her. You said she's a strong woman. We're into I it. I mean, she's unless great.
3: somebody is legitimately asking a question about tequila, like what do you think about this? But yeah, usually it's a lot of weird stuff.
0: We get some weird stuff, dude. But, I yeah, we'll just leave it there. <laughs>
2: Gross. that'll be that'll be uh tequila days part two the weird stuff yeah. that's we'll bring we'll bring you back for that episode yeah dope unfollows uh, yeah yeah <laughs> dope unfollows <laughs> yes uh all right again those are some pretty dope follows
3: i just heard that pour.
1: Music for the Good Bottle Podcast is orchestrated by Leon and Chase Moore, and produced awkwardly by these two guys. If you enjoyed this episode, we ask that you subscribe and please leave us a five star review. Especially if you like my voice, my voice is very pretty today. Thank you, everybody, for noticing. It's got a, and, uh, it's got, and got some commenting. nice raspiness to it. It's, I feel very sexy today. Thank you.
2: You got it. Uh, if you, uh, if, you can...
1: if you've enjoyed today's episode, we ask that you subscribe, leave us a five star review, and simple things like that make a huge difference for our podcast. Thank you very much.
2: Go and share it too. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at the Good Bottle Podcast or on our personal accounts. Mine is D Six. Chris is Chris Sinflair. <laughs> uh marissa heidi where can they find you guys where promote all the things right now i know you've done it a couple times already but do it again
0: okay they can find in, us on instagram heidi is La tequila mamacita that's l-a-t-e-q-u-i-l-a-m-a-m-a-c-i-t-a and you can find me tequila encyclopedia on instagram as well which is jesus christ T E Q. U-I-L-A-E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A. Heidi's also on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, We also have the uh, Techie Ladies on Instagram, which is the, T-H-E, Techie Ladies, T E Q U I L A D D I E S. Jesus. This is, see, I got out on on skiing in, in fifth grade in the spelling bee, so this is bringing back memories, but... It's basically the techie ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, so check the that out. The ladies. And, and I would highly recommend that you give that a follow, particularly um, before a Tuesday show. They happen every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Every Tuesday, rain or, sh- rain or shine. Sort of like the Waffle House. We are there.
3: Every and time. they're all recorded. So if you miss one, you can go back and watch a recording of all 75 episodes. That's right.
0: Watch your favorite. Watch the Go Drew episode. Yeah, the Drew episode is a, a yeah. really spectacular episode, actually. Mm-hmm. I would really highly recommend that. <laughs> truly, yeah. truly. I
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> As always, we would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to, and listening to our buffoonery. If there is anyone you think we should talk to, reach out to us. We'll make sure Drew gets uh, nice and drunk and uh, builds up his liquid courage to ask.
2: And I do it because I care. You sure do. Uh, great episode. Great time. Mm. Cheers to the Tequila Ladies. Thank you both so much for joining us. You guys were the best. Can we do hey, our sign do. off?
0: That yeah, we do?
3: Can I we do, do our sign off?
2: Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do your sign Are off.
3: Ready? what do we tell them? What do we say as we do every week? Well, we say, even though today's Monday, we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> see you all next and every Tuesday. <laughs>
2: they're saying inappropriate things like country stuff
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's all marissa (laughs) i didn't even know what it meant
0: now you do